listening okay but welcome to episode three of season two of strut talk podcast the first two episodes were a little deep we needed wine we needed tissue we needed to exhale this time we're keeping it light we're literally just having an intimate conversation with a dope woman that's doing dope things i'm joined with tori nichelle who is the creator and curator of Maison Black. Um, She is originally from Detroit, but she's currently in New York. And she's created a dope platform that's needed in the Black community. So stay tuned to hear all about it and to hear all about her journey into the fashion industry overall. Y'all know what we really about. We're about telling those stories. And so here is one that you do not want to miss. Y'all showed up. Showed up for us. Listen, the show was amazing. Did you love it? I loved it. I told I'm not sure it happened. I'm like, it happened. It's that girl in the blue. It happened. And I will say you literally brought a sense of New York to Detroit because that is the best fashion show I have ever seen. Really? Yes. Amazing. And I literally had people asking, like, when I was posting, like, oh my gosh, where is that at? I'm in Detroit. I'm home. (laughs) So don't, um, we're not in New York. I love it. I love it. Super duper exciting. You have to do it again. Oh my gosh, everyone. So you have to do it again. Like, you have so to do it again. Like, you have to come back. She's like, so we're doing this every year. And, and I was like, Talia, no. Like, this was not even planned. I don't no. know. Do you know Talia? Um, Talia Ashford? No. She's a makeup artist. She's a fabulous makeup artist. Oh no, her name sounds familiar. Yeah. No, you do have to do it again. And she's like, no, no, we're doing this every year. She's like, like every year. I'm she's with like, it. We're freaking things out. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. We're, no, we're not. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, we're Yeah. Every year. <laughs> she's like, every year. This week, let's talk. No, every year. Okay. Oh my gosh, you guys are crazy. Every year. Like, every I, I'm, year. I'm ready. October next year. <laughs> Detroit. We are ready. Okay. We Stop. are waiting. We are waiting. We need. Stop. We need this energy every year. Okay? Oh my gosh. I need you to say yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I got you on camera. Okay, we need Detroit. you to say yes. We will be back. back October 2022. <laughs> yes. Okay. So thank you for joining us on Strut Talk Podcast. I'm going to just ask you a few questions. Yeah, sure. But first, sure. I want you to introduce yourself to the people. Let them know who you are, 
what area Detroit you're from, what school you graduated from. Just give them a little info. All right, all right. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Tori Nichelle. I grew up in the Detroit area. I actually grew up outside of Detroit, West Bloomfield. I went to West Bloomfield High School, and okay. I'm a Spartan. So everybody out there who uh, is a state, you know, leaves green with me. Um, <laughs> I did a little thing up in East Lansing before I went to FIT in New York as well. Okay. Um, and I got um, fashion design degrees from both universities. So awesome. Yes. yes, yes okay. Yes. So the first question. Are you strutting in heels or sneakers? Well. And why? <laughs> Let me know. What's okay. your preference? Well, see what had happened was, <laughs> see what had happened was I was strutting in heels for the longest time. I mean, I could work a heel. My daddy used to always say, you better be able to run in those. Okay. So I am running every pair of shoes I wear. But then the pandemic happened. And my sneaker game got real strong. You know? You know, like real I'm, strong. Listen, I'm there. So, you know, I don't want to tell people, but it was like the seventh day I've actually wore heels all day. Listen. <laughs> since March 2020. Okay. Okay. Listen, I, I'm going to choose a sneaker every time. Yes. Over a heel for comfort. Okay. Yes. I, I dread the days now where my feet is hurting. Yes. Comfort is the way. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go back. Take us back to the beginning. How did your fashion journey begin? When did you know you wanted to go into the fashion industry? Yes, so a couple things. So I knew at a young age, I was one of those little girls, seven years old around, where I was like, I'm going to be a fashion designer. And I was kind of crazy in the sense I proclaimed it to the family. I gave myself a designer name. It started off with a Barbie doll that my sister got. It was called Fashion by Me, and it was a black Barbie doll, and she was on a stand. It came with a glue stick, fabric sequence. You could actually drape mm -hmm. on it. I thought it was amazing that it was a black Barbie doll, and um, that I could actually make her clothes. Right. So I was like, oh, oh, okay. So it was my sister's. I stole it from her. Um, it all worked out because I'm a fashion designer. My sister was like me to buy clothes for her. So it, works, it worked out. It was a win-win. But also, I would tell you, I have a very fashionable family. So growing up, my mom used to always shop with my grand grandmother and her sisters, whether they came here or in Cleveland. So I always chose to hang out with them and shop with them. So I think it was like a combination of just Barbie. <laughs> Barbie had definitely something to do with it and then just my mom and my aunties and you know my grandmother uh, call her granny on, on my mom's side I mean she was one of those um, women who went to church you know mm -hmm. never wore the same thing twice always had the Ooh. clothes um, and growing up you know my parents you know jeans were play clothes for them growing up which I think was true for a lot of our um, yeah. generation like they just couldn't wear jeans till they came home from school um and so there was a lot of style in my family mm -hmm. uh, as well you know my mom and my dad thought they were doing a thing in the in the 70s which was very inspirational time for me as a designer I love the 70s okay. as well and so that's, that's where you get their, the inspo from. Yeah, I love looking at their the pictures when they're young and in their 70s doing a thing so right yeah. okay okay and we know this every journey is not without its obstacles oh my gosh so no. in this industry um what obstacles have you had to face wow several you know i would say several i have been blessed to have a, a very amazing career mm -hmm. and i think early on when i was naive i didn't realize 
certain microaggressions were happening to me. Mm. And when I look back now, mm-hmm. it, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that was, you know, I was this, you know, chipper, fresh-faced girl from you right. know, Michigan. Everyone's <laughs> just as nice in New York as they are in Michigan. And I look back now and I was like, oh, I was being treated a certain way or someone mm. was, you know, I remember there was, uh, you know, so it was that, like not thinking that I could have the same thing um, as white counterparts and such. I remember okay. I had, no, okay. Granted, I was, <laughs> this bag was from Canal Street, New York. It wasn't real, but it was my first job. I think I was probably on the job only two, three months. And it was either a Kate Spade or Prada bag. You know, I thought I was doing something that was on my desk. Uh-huh. And a girl came up and not only did she question like how I could afford this bag, but she also actually looked in the like the inside where the zipper is to see uh-huh. the label to see if there's actually a label in there. And I was like, who does that? You know, when you look back on that, like right across so many <laughs> inappropriate borders that they have in the workplace. And it's like, and so, why couldn't I have exactly the prior Kate Spade bag? That goes into currently we're in a space where black girl luxury is a thing. Everybody's buying these bags and flaunting them because I can have it too. Yes. yes. I can and have it, it too. It should be no different. It should be no different. That no is matter, crazy like, though. You know, what your age level, what have you, you don't, you know, know what goes on. Like how dare you go first? I know. So that was one, one thing. And, you know, there's a, a lot of obstacles. I think you get to a, a point uh, I shouldn't say a lot of obstacles, but I think people challenge or question your ability when you start growing and you have the, you know, you're starting to move with the career trajectory and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, it's like you get challenged in a different way. Or, right. You know, um, so, so how do you overcome that? How do you overcome them questioning your ability or even sometimes you question yourself because other people are questioning you? How did you overcome that? You know, I, will, I won't lie and say at the beginning, I got, a, I was a little reactionary. Okay. But as um, as we all are, yeah, as we all are, <laughs> you know. But as Meech from the South Side of Chicago said, you know, when they go low, we go high, because that kills them even more. So right. I just stay above water. I'm like, okay, you know what? My product and my sales will speak for itself. Period. So I, period. And the fashion no show the other day spoke for itself. Okay, <laughs> it spoke for itself. Yeah. It spoke for itself. So. Speaking about the fashion show, tell us the inspiration behind Mason Black. Oh, goodness. Mason Black, really, I'm going to say my Black designer community and why we're not being championed and why they aren't mm-hmm. being championed, you know, um, and shown, like, my dream is to be able to shop my friends and my colleagues in one destination. And wouldn't it be a beautiful thing if all, not only, you know, you have this beautifully curated site, or store experience, but then it's not one designer because a lot of times they just like to pick one of us. Right. We're not used to that in our community because there's all of us in our community in our day to day. But the powers that be like to be selective with us. Mm-hmm. So to share out what we actually live in and breathe every day to be able to shop multiple black designers at the same time, like. I want to have a, you know, either a high-low look or a head-to-toe look. Maybe I'm rocking several different designers. Today, I happen to be wearing S. McGee collection and Lorraine West jewelry. Okay. But why can't we mix it up, you know? Exactly. And, and we're three, four Black designers at the same time. So I also want to afford Black designers that opportunity as people are styling and putting together their outfits that it's uh-huh. just not um, one that they have to choose from and hopefully inspire retailers um, nationwide that this is how we could this show is how up. it should be 
you know, it is, uh, Maison Black is an online retail destination. We wanna be a destination for discovery of black talent that really excels um, in craftsmanship and workmanship. Mm -hmm. But we also want to make sure everyone knows it's, it's inclusive. Now, do I think um, our black luxury women are gonna be leading the pack in discovering Maison Black? Absolutely, but also I want everybody to shop. Mm -hmm. Maison Black. Everybody should want to wear these beautiful um, collections from these designers. So that is the goal. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And how did you choose your first designers to showcase? Wow. Well, it was really special. Um, I will say, so Shauna McGee, who is uh, the creative director, designer for S. McGee Collection, um, is a dear friend, mm -hmm. a mentor, sister, everything to me. And you know, I always say, you know, don't call me with any more of your crazy ideas, Shauna. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Shauna relocated back to Detroit last year. Um, she found herself unable to get a, a job. Um, and then when COVID happened, it made it doubly hard. But Detroit also inspired her to start her collection. You know, I think all of us had uh, a moment in time where we just wanted to escape. We wanted to catapult to somewhere mm -hmm. else. You know, uh -huh. we were in quarantine. Sometimes we were in places that we didn't want to be or spaces. And, you know, that's where she really dialed in. And I've always planned to have launch activation events, um, uh -huh. obviously in our home base in New York. Um, Detroit was one of them because it's home. And um, it just, as we started getting closer and closer and the vision was being realized, it's like, well, this needs to be at home. You know, yeah. we got like great folks. Um, you have Shauna and then Cheryl Cross, who's uh, the designer for Truth, who was, uh, you know, relocated back here. And there's a great movement going on. I mean, first of all, you think about, you know, the artists out here. Um, there's some wonderful black creatives um, yes. that are just doing a thing out here. And you got Shauna and Cheryl who have moved back and really got into it. They're both artists um, in their own right as well. Beautiful illustrators um, and painters. And I just got more and more inspired. And then when you think of the, the rich culture of what we're, what we all grew up on, you mm -hmm. think about Motown. I mean, right. everything is rooted in like everything creativity and yes. culture. You think about the church, you know, you hear Aaron Potts talk about just his inspiration behind, you know, mm -hmm. and growing up in the church. And I think about my grandmother and my aunties, and that's so rich in our culture. In but even church fashion, the church way they fashion. used to step out oh with my their God. church hats and everything. Let me tell you, going to church on Christmas Day is my favorite. <laughs> like, oh, Easter. Easter. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's it going to be today? Yeah. What is the hats going to be? You're not going to be able to see. Uh... You're not going to be able to see, but they're wearing them <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. So there's just so much. And then so that's like the like the culture, the richness, you know, you have like an amazing, you know, we have the signature scene and the music, and that all, you know, bottled together mm -hmm. and you know gives you the flavor. I mean black folks, you know, we lead in, in fashion and style. People we do. emulate us all the time. All the time. Um and Detroit has some specific, you know, style, iconic style statements, whether we want to own them or not, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, with the gators and the furs, and you know the head tilt, <laughs> the pink suits. So there, there's definitely something innate here. Uh -huh. And then on the flip side, when you think about the industry and the manufacturing, and you know, for me, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is like we all got to hit the reset button. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like 
every company in, across the world, not even just in the States, had to rewrite That's their re- script. They're yeah. like, it's like the record scratch. Like, oh, yeah. now what are we going to do? And you think of, you know, everything in fashion has gone overseas, um, mm-hmm. diluting our workmanship, our craftsmanship. You look at, you know, what Detroit stands for. When you look at the automotive industry, mm-hmm. you look at what Detroit stands for, um, just in there's a lot of just industry here. And you yes. think about the, you know, the folks um, that are working in this industry. And you could, this is a actually a beautiful breeding ground for the fashion industry, the garment industry yeah. and manufacturing to come and have bring domestic manufacturing back to fashion. So I think there was that too, you mm-hmm. know, I, I can't even say it's a juxtaposition against the creativity because they definitely are like hand in hand actually. Uh-huh. And, um, just really inspired like with that too there's a lot of just you know genuine true craftsmen and skilled expertise workers here as well and I just think that there's something here with that community to to build on now Maison Black's gonna walk before we always say we're we're crawling before we walk and walking before we run you know I want to do a lot there's so much to do we got to start somewhere but Mm -hmm. it just felt right um, you know, and, and Shauna was definitely poking the bear to be like, you know, <laughs> there's nothing like a friend bear. that's gonna push you, okay? Exactly. There's nothing like, like a friend. You know, after the show, she's like, it turned out all right, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, how can other emerging designers get involved? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of great questions, super great question. Um, so, the site is curated. I definitely mm-hmm. um, handpick and curate it within a theme. And sometimes the theme will be a lifestyle theme or a trend or, you know, really here we really built um, our inspiration around just seasonless collections. Mm-hmm. And um, if they had any kind of connectivity to Detroit, but it was like bracing. What I love is you can like wear all these collections all year round. Yeah. Which yeah. is amazing. Um, but, you know, reach out to me, DM me, email us um, at the site, go on the site, join our um, sign up list. Um, if I'm looking for something specific, we'll definitely shout it out so people Perfect. can send stuff in. And other times, I mean, I have like a, a whole laundry list for <laughs> forever more of like great designers I want to work with. Some I know, some I don't know. I would love to meet the ones I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just, I mean, as I say, the destination for discovery is for it's for our customers, it's for the designers, but it's also for me. It's a wonderful thing discovering new designers as well. So, um, you know, one of the things is, you know, we want to make sure, you know, the, the, the workmanship and execution of the, the, the clothing and the collections are, you know, shippable. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to make sure the designers can get back into their product, you know, if there's reorders. So we want some kind of base of manufacturing there um, as well. And for those that like are almost there and their readiness is not ready, the beautiful thing is I'm really like 97 years old and I got a couple (laughs) (laughs) ticks on the belt so I can help guide too, you know? Awesome. I mean, you think about, you know, what we're trying to do. It really is about community um, connectivity and utilizing, you know, being resources for one another. Um, You know, in the industry, you know, within my colleagues and my friends, I kind of became the go-to 
designer, having worked in corporate for a long time on the mm -hmm. design side, um, understanding and having a, a pretty deep expertise for a designer in the supply chain and mm -hmm. the manufacturing side. And then, the, you know, part of that too is your, your materials and everything you do in pre-development. And when you go to launch a business, that's really hard. You're paying for a tremendous amount up front before you even have to or can ship a garment mm -hmm. um, or even show it to a showroom or whomever you're trying to sell to. Um, so there's a lot to it. And mm -hmm. some emerging designers don't necessarily know that. Or if you've gone to school, a lot of times they don't teach that side. So a so, lot of things that they don't teach us yes. that you yes. should know in the industry. Yes. And so I'm a big proponent um, of uh, business of fashion and teaching the ones that are coming up behind me the business side of fashion. I didn't That's have awesome. that. Um, I found a mentor around the time I launched my namesake collection, and he's still my mentor today. And I literally handpicked him um, when he was on the panel because I'm like, he knows the business of fashion. <laughs> and it happens to be Peter if he's listening, but uh, and it's a funny story. But uh, we need that. We need that. The creatives need that balance. We, yes. you know, and it's important because one of our long-term goals, not only for Maison Black, but for the designers in our design community is staying power, mm -hmm. staying power, building legacies, having heritage brands, you know, we, it's crazy that where's our Willie Smith of 2021? Mm -hmm. Where's our Stephen Burroughs of 2021? Where's our Patrick Kelly mm -hmm. of 2021? There's no reason why it can't be any one of these six designers or right. the thousands of others that we'll discover and bring on the um, site. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing. And you think about what has been missing for us is the access. The access, the yes. equal access, the equal opportunity, um, resources, mm -hmm. um, and resources including funding as well. And there's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of competitions, which I love because it's a jump off point for these designers. But the designers need something to take them to the next season, to take them to the next season. Mm -hmm. So if we're doing these things, how do we continue to build with these designers? How, how do we make sure it's not an in and out? Right. Um, as well. So, you know, I don't have it all figured out, but those are things I'm thinking about because we need to be able to scale our community's businesses. Um, that's going to bring in more jobs for people as well. Um, and then, you know, to hopefully look back, you know, um, you know, again, I'm already 97 years old, but hopefully I'll look back <laughs> and be like, oh, Tori didn't say there, but we got legacy brands though. We got some Listen, heritage brands. Yeah. So, so that's the goal. Awesome. And what can we expect to see next from you? overall oh my goodness i mean clearly i got all sorts of things going on in yes. my head but one of the things um i would love for everyone to check out um drop me again a dm or you know shoot me a note on the site but um i'm creating a, a docuseries called black behind the brand so i don't know Ooh. if you got a chance to check it out so the first featured episode is actually nicole king who's the creative director of engay who's showing here in detroit okay and uh, it's really to tell the stories um, about, and I was really inspired by a group of my eight girlfriends that I came up in the industry with um, and how we have worked for these amazing companies, mm -hmm. um, household names, anywhere from Loft, Gap, Victoria's Secrets. I mean, I can go down the list of them. You probably, you or your sister, your mother, somebody has product from them. Uh -huh. And, you know, and this is something for, again, the folks coming up behind us, the ones alongside us, and just the ones that want to know, you know, you probably didn't know, like, Nicole changed the game and got dinner. 
you know, a black mm-hmm. woman did that. And um, definitely didn't know that. Yes. You know, so yeah, she has like, you know, so there's these stories I could go on and on. Um, one of my upcoming features is with another Nicole, we call her Benefield, but you know, she had an incredible impact at Ann Taylor Law. Like no one knows that. So there's also a story to be said. We focus a lot on designers that have their own collections and uh-huh. want to run their own business. And that's what I'm housing on Maison Black. But at the same time, I want to share our stories through our authentic lens. Because there's a lot of designers that actually don't want their own line and want to have wonderful careers in these um, more corporate settings. But folks have to know that, you know, where are the black, black and brown um, women, brothers and sisters in here? And what are they doing? And you know, mm-hmm. we're driving a lot of business um, upwards of, you know, millions and billions of dollars. And um, no one knows, you know, a, you know, a brother or sister did that. Awesome. Okay. And we're entering to the fact of some part of our podcast. So really quick, give us five things that every woman needs to have in her closet. Five things every woman needs to have in their closet. Yes. You need an S. McGee collection kimono. Period. You need an engage jumpsuit. <laughs> you need a truth dress. Are y'all with me? I'm telling you to go down to check Noah. <laughs> y'all need to check out Isaiah Hemingway. I don't know if you guys saw that on the website, but what was so hot about the um, show is uh, he had a, a female model rocking his suit and she looked so fly. Oh, yes. So that um, was really you know, cute. You got to get mix it up and get you a Isaiah Hemingway suit and if that hasn't topped it off you can't stop there you know I mean Aaron Potts say Potts collection is like artwork on your body yeah so you know I, I know we go on real extra there but that's what we do listen sometimes extra is good right sometimes extra is and good. wait wait you got you gotta have six um because you got to end or start your day with a little sparkle with Kevin Hall. Yes. Okay. You can have your own red carpet. I don't care if it's a Tuesday or Thursday. Listen, the street is your runway. Yes. Every day. Yes. If you want to rock it with sneakers, so that's what you're doing now, throw in your sneaks. Throw in your sneaks. Okay. And lastly, if you could get women one piece of advice, what would it be? Walking your authentic truth. Yes. Yes. Own it. Own it own it I had a you know I wasn't always this comfortable just owning it and walking in my authentic truth but it's amazing what he will do um you know this is nothing but God right now and my mom God rest her soul like my my angel and um yeah just own it walk in your truth I took a you know I stepped out on faith and um you know dreams are able to be realized and um you know all i know is is tori and just owning that and sharing that and giving that back to the world so awesome well thank you so much for joining us on strip talk podcast thank you Um, i'm so excited to see what you do next everybody go check out masonblack.shop yes 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 and support these like designers because they deserve our support just as much as Gucci, Louie, and everybody else. Yes, say it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much. Good luck with the rest of your weekend. Thank and you. Good travels back to New York. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Talk with Eve.